Good afternoon, it's Dr. David, back with the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. Happy Saturday to you. Um, I hope everybody is doing well. I'm glad to be back with you. I believe that um, I recorded uh, an episode about a week or so ago with my special guest and client, Milot Tezera, and we talked about a lot of different things. Um, so I've gotten really, really good feedback from that podcast. A lot of people uh, have even emailed me um, and shared with me that they felt like the uh, the episodes that I've done uh, with her were really, really, really helpful to them and that they appreciated, <clears throat> you know, getting somebody else's perspective. So um, thank you so much for the feedback um, that you provided about that. And um, um, as I've mentioned before, um, I'm going to have future guests, more guests uh, from different backgrounds and things um, on the podcast. Um, so um, that is coming. Um, if you tuned in, or if you haven't tuned in, definitely tune in to the last episode. That was the one that I did with uh, Maylot Tejera, as I said. Uh, it was episode 23, and it was about workplace, vocational, and life stressors, anxiety, and warning signs. So um, that podcast was all about how to deal with workplace stress how to deal with vocational or career-related stress, and just kind of life stressors, uh, whether it's relatives or family members or your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or your friends and things like that. And also, you know, how to kind of spot and identify those stressors and the anxiety and the warning signs, um, also known as signs and symptoms that come with them. And as I alluded to during that podcast, um, your body, your mind will give you signs that you're under stress or that you're stressed out or that you're exhausted or that you're burned out or that you need help, right? Your stomach will give you signs. Um, you know, you'll have stomach aches, tummy aches, things like that. Just like your stomach will give you signs if you eat the wrong thing or if you eat late at night and you end up with acid reflux or GERD and things like that. So your body will give you signs. Um, you just have to listen to them and pay attention and then do something about it. Uh, and I did do an, an earlier podcast about that. Um, you know, the title of that podcast was Listen to Your Body Because It's Not Lying to You. Uh, and it actually got a lot of views. That was episode six of this season. So I'm now we're now in season two, obviously. And um, but that was episode six. So definitely tune into that. Your body, whether it's a headache or heart racing or panic attacks or stomach aches or insomnia or a host of other things your body your brain your mind your organs will give you signs that something is wrong and um tune into that episode so you can learn to listen for some of the and pay attention to and do something about some of the warning signs because uh the more you care for your body the more it's going to be able to take care of of you right you have a relationship with your body that's the oldest relationship you have and so you know god the universe whatever you believe in gave you that body do the best you can to take care of it nobody's perfect nobody's gonna have a perfect diet that i know of um everybody including myself are works in progress but listen to your body pay attention to it and treat it kindly 
and it will do the same for you, I promise you. So be sure to turn it, tune into that episode. Also tune in the episode, the three-part series I did on boundaries. Boundaries and limitations. Boundaries will get you further in life than almost anything else I can think of. They really will because you need boundaries in place to achieve your goals. So definitely tune into those episodes. Those were episodes 18, 19, and 20. That was a three-part series that I did on boundaries. Um, so check that out. After that, I also did an episode on decision-making and setting priorities. In order to make good or better decisions, you have to set priorities. Some things have to rank higher for you in terms of your attention and how much time they get from you than others. Um, and when you do that, you'll find that your decisions produce better results. So definitely tune in to episode 21 to help you make better decisions. Um, and obviously tune into the uh, the two episodes that I did with Maylot Tezera uh, about workplace vocational and life stressors, anxiety and warning signs. And then the one that I did with her earlier this year um, that was all about stability and how to create stability. I would also recommend that you tune into the, the two-part series that I did with Phoenix Soul about self-love and self-care. Self-love and self-care, just like paying attention or listening to your body, are really, really important because you've got to care for yourself and love yourself. And that doesn't come intuitively. Uh, or naturally, or instinctively, or automatically. It's something you have to build. Uh, Self-care and self-love are muscles that you build, just like the muscles you build in the gym, or from working out, or for patience or anything. Patience is a muscle. So these are all muscles, and the more you exercise them, the better and easier is going to be for you to use them in the future to make life happier, joyous, and to bring better outcomes and results, right? Which is going to make things better for you financially, um, uh, in terms of how you age, how you feel, your relationships, and everything else. So work on building these muscles. Be sure to check out my books. I talk about those in my two self-improvement books, Sweet Potato Pie for the Spirit, Soul, and Psyche, and then Tomato Bist for the Brain. I talk about these muscles that you have to build. And I also give you daily positive affirmations to help you use the language of growth and empowerment. And abundance so you can build those um, so definitely do that uh, I'm really 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 happy to announce uh, I think I mentioned it before in the episode that I did with um, Melot, but I have a new service that I've created it's called life advice and life advice is a service that allows you to receive advice quickly and easily at a low price at a really really low price um, you know a lot of people, I get so many requests for people who want to have appointments at my office. And just because of COVID-19 and the economy and inflation, which in, in my opinion is really not really inflation, it's just price gouging that's being disguised as inflation. But anyway, because of that, a lot of people just aren't financially good right now. Um, and so because of that, I get a ton of people who want to come to see me and just for whatever reason, they don't believe that they can afford it. Well, one of the things that I wanted to do was to be able to at least provide some help uh, and assistance and guidance and advice to people who can't necessarily come, uh, aren't in a place financially to come see me. And that's why I created Life Advice. So you can go to um, my existing websites. You can go to atlantahealthandwellness.com or you can go to atlantasmallbusinessincubator.com and there's a link or tab at the top um, in the menu for Life Advice. Uh, it'll be on my other websites, uh, mlcoga.com and atlantacoaching, 
Facebook.com shortly. Um, and when I say shortly, I mean by next week. Uh, but definitely check out Life Advice. The cool thing about Life Advice is you get advice uh, from me or someone else. But right now, it'll be from me. And plans start as low as 25 bucks a month. I mean, you really can't beat that. Um, you know, there are all kinds of services out there um, that help people. You know, if you're an older person and, you know, you don't want to get hurt or you might need uh, medical assistance quickly, you know, there's Life Alert, right? Um, there's also, uh, you know, services kind of like Legal Shield, where you get legal advice from an attorney at a really low rate. And that's something I have. I signed up for it. It started off, I think, at $9.95 or $12.95. Uh, over the years, it's gone up in price. I think I pay $17.95 or $18.95 a month. But, you know, I use it occasionally, and to me, it's worth it. It's worth it to be able to get an attorney on the phone and speak to them about my case or ask a question, pose a question uh, to their attorney or the law firm or whatever about something. And, and that gives me a sense of which direction that I need to go um, in terms of legal issues. So the same thing is true with life advice. So with life advice, you know, you get real advice from me. Um, and you get it really quickly. Um, I think in the documentation, the paperwork and online, it says within 24, 48, 72 hours, but especially starting off, you're going to get it a lot faster than me, a lot faster than that. So you'll probably get answers from me within, you know, I don't know, six hours or 12 hours, 24 hours, that kind of thing. But sign up for life advice. Uh, life advice allows you to ask questions, uh, to pose a certain number of questions or have, you know, quick conversations with me at a really, really low rate. And you can pick the plan that works for you. Uh, there are several several plans. I think there's either seven or eight. And they range in price from um, the low of $25 a month all the way up to $250 a month. And with the $250 a month plan, which is like the Supreme plan, you get phone conversations with me, you get coaching from me, um, and you get a, a, a high number of questions that you can submit on a regular basis, uh, on a monthly basis. So anyway, definitely visit my websites, atlantahealthandwellness.com and or atlantasmallbusinessincubator.com and sign up for that. Uh, sign up for life advice. Little bitty pieces of advice will make a big difference in how the year goes for me, I promise you. So anyway, check out life advice and soon the life advice website will be up uh, as well. And I'll be sharing that address with you too. So anyway, you can always reach out to me and send me an email uh, and ask about life advice. Um, but I'll go ahead and give you the website address uh, for life advice um, uh, and life advice 360, uh, which will be up soon. It's not up now, but it will be up soon. And that's www.lifeadvice360.com. So that's www.lifeadvice360.com. And the email address, if you have any questions or anything, or if you want me to send you a brochure about life advice, uh, it's easiest to do it on the website because you can sign up for the plan and, and read all the information about it there. But you're also welcome to email me. And the email for life advice is lifeadvice360 at gmail.com. So anyway, uh, I'm so excited about that. And um, I'm always looking for ways to help people whether they can afford to come see me or want to spend the money to come see me or not, that's my goal. So uh, I am always challenging myself to come up and create new things. And you know, speaking of that, if you have a small business, if you're trying to moderate your career or expand your career or you know, offer a consulting service or something like that based off your skill sets, then check out my practice, the Atlanta Small Business Incubator. 
um, I can help you do that. I can help you grow your, your small business or your profession or your vocation or whatever. Uh, and I encourage people to do that. Every single person, and I can't think of a single exception, every single person that I admire financially, um, and most of those people make a million dollars a year or more, um, every single one of them makes their money from at least three to five sources. Every single one of them. I can't think of a single exception to the rule. Um, and so I encourage all of my clients who come to me uh, for business or life advice to do that. And I'd love to help you to do that because every single person, regardless of their education and training, has something to offer. Uh, and um, you should find ways um, to help other people with it, right? And it's going to help you financially. So anyway, um, I'm so excited about life advice. So definitely go online and check it out or send me an email, right? So let's jump into today. This is going to be a shorter um podcast episode because i need to get out of here my my brother michael his birthday is today so shout out happy birthday michael love you and um wish you another 365 days of happiness abundance improvement and success and like you know i'll do whatever i can to help you um but you know uh i've got to get out of here so i can go and celebrate um his birthday uh, with my parents but uh, today i just want to talk about a couple of things i just want to bring up some issues really um and this is really, really about maintaining our standard of living, maintaining our sense of life in America, and maintaining our independence and freedom uh, and our liberty, right? And the reason why I'm doing this episode is, is just because, you know, the July 4th just passed. And one of the things that I do, regardless of whether it's Hanukkah, or um, Yom Kippur, or Rosh Hashanah, or Christmas, or Easter, or Passover, or July 4th, or Veterans Day, uh, or any day, I reflect on what I can learn from that. Um, I do the same thing with zodiac signs. To me, your zodiac sign, if you believe in astrological signs or zodiac signs, isn't really about what sign you are, it's about the lesson associated with that sign. And with the other signs. And if you ever come to me, if you want to come to me for, you know, if you have an interest in astrological stuff or you want to put yourself in the best place in terms of astrology, come to me. I have a course that I love. Um, I paid a thousand bucks for it. And it's really, really good. But it's all about how you learn from your sign and from the other sign. So sometimes things are about what you learn from it, the lesson, right? Um, and so I try to use every single holiday, regardless of, uh, the holiday or the intent of it to learn something associated with that. And I think every season and every holiday is associated with a life lesson. Um, and for me, July 4th is all about freedom, independence, and liberty. And in my opinion, all those things are under attack in America. And this is the reason why, and I'm not going to talk about politics uh, as much as a lot of people, you know, say that I should or want to hear that. But it's not about that. Um, it's really about our way of life. And I think there are a number of things that are affecting that. Number one is big corporations, conglomerates, and large companies. I think they are chipping away at our freedoms, our independence, and our way of life because they have so much power. Um, and every single small business owner that that is out there understands that. Um, and if you look at how 
COVID-19 and price gouging slash inflation and all those things have affected businesses, they've affected small business owners like restaurant owners and small mom and pop shops more than anybody else. Walmart probably benefited from it. Uh, you know what I mean? I can remember when COVID-19 was first announced and those shelves disappeared at the Walmart Supercenter around the corner from my house. I mean, you could not find a Lysol anywhere. Nowhere. So companies, big companies, Walmart, Costco, Kroger, um, Sam's Club, all these big companies, they benefit when this kind of stuff happens because people go and stock up on the goods that they need, right? But here's the thing, and this is a lesson that I think we should learn from companies like Walmart, is if you go back, and I'm, I grew up in Arkansas, so I can speak with a little bit of, of authority and knowledge about Walmart, which is from Arkansas, I'm from Bentonville, Arkansas, but in the Waltons, but it's this. Um, when Walmart started to get big during that time period, and that's like in the 80s, there were so many independent grocery stores, it wasn't even funny, uh, especially where I grew up, um, in Whitehall and Pine Bluff, Arkansas. There were independent grocery stores everywhere. Now, not so much. Not so much. They disappeared. And the reason why is because everybody, nobody was paying attention when Walmart was creating monopolies that put all these mom and pop grocery stores that people's whole families depended upon out of business. We were all asleep at the wheel. We're like, oh, great bargains at Walmart. Never mind the small business people. So one of the reasons why I'm doing this episode is because I want to I want to start a movement in this country where we start supporting our own small businesses. Another thing that I noticed too is like you'll have these, um, these uh, I can't think of the name of them now. There's so many of them. But you'll have these companies, these big international companies where you hire people to work you know, on your website or do this or do that. And they are in different countries. Well, here's the thing about that. If you do that, you might get a lower rate than what you're going to pay in America. But here's the, the backside of it, the long-term effect of it. If we keep spending and sending all our money to China and India and Pakistan and all these other countries to get them to do services, those people in those countries aren't going to spend that money back in America. It's going to go to help their local economies. So if you really, really, really want to invest in America, Please, please, please start supporting local, small-owned, small, small business, independently owned and operated businesses. Support small businesses, even if you have to pay a little bit more money, because those people where you spend your money, those people are more likely to spend money in our economy, and that money is eventually going to come back to you, right? But you know, we live in a society where everybody's trying to get the best bargain and things like that. And I totally get that um, because of inflation and just because of, you know, everything costs so much more. Car insurance costs more, more. Health insurance costs more. Groceries cost more. Eggs cost more. Fruit costs more. Every cars cost more. Interest rates and homes cost more. Everything's cost more. But I would implore you, especially when it comes to specialty services, Buy them locally. Support your local community because the people that you spend money with are more likely to spend that money in America and it's eventually going to come back to you, especially if you're presently working. So please do that, right? 
there's so many companies now that are saying, oh yeah, hire somebody, hire the best from above. Well, I mean, from abroad or around the world. Well, that sounds really good and dandy, but the problem with that is that's going to help other countries and other communities, not us. And we really need all the help we can get, especially small business owners. And just go talk to some people who either own a restaurant now uh, and, and survived COVID or had a restaurant pre-COVID and talk to them and, and, you know, get a sense of, you know, what they've been through and what they've gone through. Um, and as an aside, one of the things that I'd be happy to point out is in terms of the, the PPP loan funds that went to small businesses uh, and other funds, a lot of those funds were stolen and hijacked. So a lot of small businesses did not get both rounds of PPP loan funds. And the other round of funds, the uh, the recent round of fund where you see all these commercials where they say, oh, yeah, get up to 25000 or 26000 per employer, per W-2 employee that you had during COVID. Well, the problem is that is a lot of small business owners like me don't have any W-2 employees, right? You might have a 1099 employee or you may not have any employees at all. You may do it all yourself. And because of that, you've got no funds at all. So, you know, I'm not just criticizing the government on that. I mean, in terms of checks and balances, uh, you know, there's so many people uh, who've gotten in trouble and spent all the funds that they didn't get. They just created fake companies and said that they had a thousand employees and collected all the PPP loan funds. And then small businesses and practices like mine didn't get them. Um, I got one. I got the first round, but the second round was all gobbled up by fraud fraudsters. And now they spent the money, the money's gone, and it didn't go to legitimate businesses like mine who could have used it. So let's do things in this country to help support small business owners. That benefits all of us because small business owners are more likely to reinvest in the community, the community where you and I all live. So with that, um, one other thing, a couple other things that I want to talk about, and then I'll kind of close out this, this episode. One of the other things I wanted to bring up is this. Uh, another thing that's really, really affecting our way of life in America, uh, and not just us, but around the globe, is all of these viruses and all these diseases. And I've talked about this in prior episodes. Even in season one, I talked about this. But here's the thing. Climate change in this country in every, and around the world changes everything, including disease, right? Diseases grow and are more ripe and uh, more infective as the climate changes so um i don't know if you've seen this but in the news they've recently talked about like you know all this toxic algae that's growing and the sharks are coming in closer to shore so the more shark bites and things like that and you've got all these bacterias growing all over the place and all this kind of thing but here's the thing the more that our climate changes it, it it's a feeding ground for bacteria viruses fungus algae um um, mold, all those things. And so uh, we've got to do something about that. Otherwise, we're going to have so much disease that it's really going to change things. And COVID was a warning sign about that. Although that's a separate warning sign because COVID, COVID is a warning sign. And regardless of whether you're religious or not religious, or you believe in, you know, signs and things like that. But COVID was a sign to us that we shouldn't be screwing with stuff in labs. Now, maybe there's not a lot we can do about China doing, playing around with things in labs, but there's some things that we can change about what we do in labs. And I think from what I saw recently, uh, either online or in the news, but I think I actually saw this several years ago, is 
I think there's some stuff out there that shows that we either knew about what China was doing in labs way back when, long, years before COVID happened, or maybe we even, as a country or one of our government agencies, actually contributed to it or maybe funded some of that. So go online and do some of your own research. I am going to do a couple of up, upcoming episodes about COVID-19, the pandemic, uh, and about upcoming um, or emergent new viruses that are infecting people that are similar to COVID uh, in terms of the symptoms they cause, like the new virus that originated from China, and also metanumovirus, which a lot of people are getting. It has similar symptoms, uh, but it's not COVID-19. So we've got to really do something about that. And I think that, I think, I think as a species, humanity is going to find out one way or another that there's some things that we just should not be messing with, right? And that's, you know, that could include things like genetic engineering um, and, you know, DNA manipulation, which is kind of like genetic engineering. Um, and also things like, you know, creating stuff in labs and messing around with viruses. I mean, that's the problem. There's a movie that you should check out about that if you have any uh, interest in, you know, just kind of this kind of phenomena. There's a movie called, it's a science fiction movie. I think it came out in the 80s or 90s, but it's called Mimic. And I think they came up with two sequels that weren't as good as the original, of course. But there's a movie called Mimic that came out in the 80s or 90s. And it's about, it's about this fictional, uh, although it could be based off something real, this fictional disease that affected children in New York called Strickler's disease. And these two brilliant researchers decided that they wanted to... Um, fight it and they genetically engineered something else in a lab and the problem is what they genetic genetically engineered in the lab changed once it got outside of the lab and that's just kind of a principle a concept um that i think i've learned um through you know my education and my studies and, and things as this you can create all kinds of stuff in an idealistic environment in a lab but once it hits real life it's a totally different story and I think the recent, um, you know, tragedy, uh, and God bless those people who were in that uh, vehicle, that Titan submersible is a testament to that. Um, so you can you can do a lot of stuff in a lab, but a lab is a perfect environment or near perfect environment. Obviously, it wasn't perfect enough, or those people uh, at that lab in Wuhan wouldn't have transmitted that virus out of the lab to that wet market and all over China and all over the rest of the world, which has probably cost the world, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, $50 trillion. Um, and as an aside, I think China ought to be able to made, be made to pay for that. China, and, and, and I am a 100% believer that, that COVID-19 came out of that lab uh, in Wuhan. Um, just like uh, the, um, the bird flu, uh, or avian flu virus came out of a lab that was creed that was uh, engineered by a Dutch researcher that was way back in 2011 uh, and that's not me just saying stuff that's something that was on Dr. Sanjay Gupta's special on CNN so um, you know what you do in life has consequences and what China did in that lab has cost the world probably somewhere between 20 and 50 million dollars I can, I, I can tell you how much COVID has cost me and my businesses <laughs> if, you, if you came in and talked to me. Um, a lot. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
but in terms of the United States and our economy, it's probably cost us somewhere between 20 and $50 million. And in my opinion, if this country had any kahunas, uh, we would make them pay for it. I don't know if, if we could make them pay for it or how we would do it. Uh, I think we should do something. Sanctions, whatever you want to call it. But their mishap, mistake, carelessness has cost people their lives and money. You can't count the number of people who've died from COVID. And not to mention the financial aspects of it, how much money we've lost. So 20 to $50 million, and I don't even know how many million lives because of somebody's carelessness and somebody playing God in the lab. So I think we need to do something about that. The last thing I want to talk about today before I get out of here and end and things um, um, is this, AI. This is another thing that I think is going to threaten um, our independence, uh, our freedom, and our liberty, not just as Americans, but as a species. Um, you know, um, I don't like to think of myself as a conspiracy theorist. I don't think I am. I think I pay attention to the evidence and I pay attention to things. But here's, here's something that you'll notice. If you look at science fiction movies, generally speaking, a lot of things that, that are depicted in science fiction are based off of real life. Directors, uh, writers, they look at real life and then they create this stuff. We call it science fiction, but it comes from somebody's mind, right? So it's really not science fiction. It's mind fiction, but it came, it came, you know, it comes from writers. It comes from producers, comes from directors. They're thinking of this stuff, the stuff that you see in science fiction movies, and they're basing it off their life experiences. I promise you. And so it's not surprising that stuff in science fiction movies would later turn out to become true or be true because it's based off of a human's experience in this world. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of stuff that you see in movies like Terminator or The Matrix and things like that do become true because we're thinking about that stuff based off of our own experiences and then we turn it into movies and things like that. Uh, but it originally comes from us. So it's not that far-fetched. It's not like this stuff is coming from uh, somewhere else. It's coming from our minds, our writers, our directors, our producers, and they're creating that stuff based off their everyday experiences. So it's not it's not such a strange concept that things that occur in science fiction movies uh, would come true. And, you know, if, if you want to just look at a couple of quick examples, if you look at Star Trek, the original Star Trek, them beaming up, you know, uh, I believe China developed the technology to beam a particle or a group of particles several years ago. Uh, it's not a person yet or an object, but in the future it will be an object. It's, it's just in the beginning stages. Another thing that's absolutely true, too, um, in terms of uh, technology is robots. If you look at things like, you know, RoboCop and things like that, I just saw uh, that there are these ro robots that they're about to uh, release or they're uh, uh, pending release in New York. These crime robots, and they monitor things and do kind of, you know, you can look up the story if you do a Google search, right? And it'll bring up a credible website, not some junk website, but a credible website where they show these two robots. One of them kind of looks like this weird kind of canine robotic dog kind of thing. And the other one looks like this kind of big thing that, you know, I don't know, it, it's this weird kind of, it looks kind of like the, 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 the robot, uh, uh, 
off of uh, Lost in Space or something. But it, it's like this huge thing. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of it. I think that you're going to have, in the future, you're going to have fewer and fewer people who want to go into policing just because of some of the inherent, the danger um, and the stress of it. And I think you're going to have fewer and fewer people in the future who want to go into the military. And I think as that happens, as the numbers drop, that you're going to have more of a push towards using robots and computers and other technologies to police, right? Whether it's the border, the U.S. border, or you're talking about local neighborhoods, or you're talking about foreign wars. Uh, I think that's just where things are going, and I'm not creating that. That's already something that's already happening, right? Um, we have radar and different technologies where we already do that. Um, so that's already in play. Uh, the question is, where does it stop? And I don't think it, it is going to stop. I, I think it's going to stop with us. Um, and, you know, there's a parable in that. Uh, be careful about the seeds that you sow because you might be engineering your own destruction. Right. So I just think that we need to learn and look at what's going on. Our greatest power as a species is our in our in my opinion, our power to observe things uh, and to analyze them and to come up with solutions. Uh, I think we, we do pretty good at that. But I think we need to look at the present environment and put some restraints on what we create, because sooner or later we're going to create something we can't control and, and it's not going to be pretty. And that's the legacy we're going to be leaving um, our children and future generations. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. Hope you have a great weekend. Happy Saturday. Definitely check out Life Advice. I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, I gave you the, either one of my websites. You can visit for that. Uh, or you can email me at lifeadvice360 at gmail.com. And I'll send you a brochure and tell you more about it. But like I said, plans start as low as $25 a month. And you'll be getting advice directly from me about any issue that comes up and you'll get it quickly and professionally so with that uh i wrap up you have a great weekend and i'll see you at the next episode take care and bye bye